You are looking live at the fifth year podcast with Parker Biggs, Zach Ruley, and Clint Maxey. Ladies and gentlemen, can you believe it? These guys are the best with this podcast. Don't even think of making a wager on this upcoming season without checking in with Parker, Zach, and Clint. Take it away, guys. Welcome back to the Fifth Year Podcast. As always, we've got Clint Maxey, Zach Ruley, and Parker Biggs here. And bowl season is upon us, folks. Uh, crazy. We are already past the regular season, past conference champions. Uh, we're going to discuss the Heisman from last weekend with Caleb Williams taking home USC's eighth Heisman Trophy. Um, but unfortunately, first we're gonna we're gonna discuss the the tragic, uh, very very sad news of college football legend and um, Mississippi State head football coach Mike Leach passing away um, due to heart issues at the age of sixty one. Um, really really tough to hear. You know, the news came out Sunday about him being um, life flighted to the Jackson Mississippi Airport or to uh, the hospital there, and then um, things seem to. Uh, go downhill quickly. So it really is, I mean, devastating news. I can't remember uh, something like this happening uh, no. with a sitting head football coach passing away, you know, while he's still, yeah, still head coach. Maybe it's happened in our lifetimes, but not like one that was significant or as um, relatable, I guess, as this one, having watched yeah. Mike Leach, all our teams play them respectively and like, I mean, most both of our teams, I guess, run a lot of the same stuff. He is credited with um, bringing to the game of football. I know he uh, had his own mentor and everything, but it was it was Mike that kind of brought the air raid and not so much the spread, but really just changed the way um, college football is. All, you had a good tweet about it, Parker, that he might be one of the most like iconic and impactful head coaches. Um, at least in the last 50 years, he definitely is. Probably is in the last 10, probably is in the last 20, just because of what he did for offenses. Yeah, I mean, I can't think of anyone that has, I mean, for a guy that, you know, on paper, he might not, like, stand out as, like, you know, record-wise, the greatest coach of all time. But can you think of any other current sitting head coach, I mean, maybe besides, like, Nick Saban, that has a coaching tree like he does? I mean, it 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 spans, I mean, pretty much conference to conference, um, you know, on top of that, he literally brought the air raid offense into the mainstream. You know, it was Hal Mum and him kind of created it. Hal Mum is the actual creator of it, but Leach what hopped on with him at like Iowa Wesleyan in the eighties yeah. or nineties before ending up, you know, those two ended up at Kentucky where it, you know, initially hit. And then after a couple of seasons there, Stoops brought him to OU where it really, for the first time, you know, big time college football, you, you saw the air raid. Um, and then, you know, after one year at OU, who went to Tech? Um, and then from there, it, it really spread like crazy. So, um, yeah. I think I saw when he was at OU, they went from 16 points a game in the first year. And then when he got there, they went to like 38 a game, something like that. So, yeah, I mean, everywhere he's, I mean, he brought OU, he brought the Big 12. Like the Big 12, we know. To, it's like, because the, of Mike Lee. Literally because of him. Yeah. 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 Um, I mean, think about it. Every coach, I mean, think about any program in the Big 12. They're all going to, Aranda, I know he's a defensive guy, but he comes from that tree. I mean, Texas Tech, obviously, with Leach himself, we, and we know it's gone there. OSU has had, you know, 
the Hol- Holgerson spent time at OSU. Sonny Cumbie was Sonny Cumbie's been at OSU. Sonny Cumbie's been at TCU. Sonny Dykes is from that tree. Obviously, yeah. you know, so we see what he's doing. Um, I mean, it, it's really, really crazy to, to think about. Um, I mean, it's even in the NFL now, you know, with, with Cliff Kingsbury, um, who was his first quarterback at Tech. So, um, man. Do, I mean, you, do you guys have any specific, like your favorite uh, quote of his and or moment? Okay, I've got a favorite story. I don't have a favorite quote. Um, yeah, let's hear it. Have you heard, have you heard the story that the OU Texas, uh, where he uh, his he, he dropped he so he he can't he created a fake play chart you know for the first couple of drives, um and intentionally left this this play chart in the in the tunnel of the Cotton Bowl for the OU Texas game. Texas defensive coordinator found the card, thought I mean obviously thought it was the actual deal. Um, and called his plays those first few drives based off of that. Oh, you get up 17-0 very quickly. Um, clearly, he was he was calling the wrong defense because Leach was not calling any of those plays. Um, and I think uh, there was a re- there's a really good ESPN article about it. I think it's something like Leach has you know admitted to that he did. Um, I mean, which is that, like just the 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 time you've got to spend to do that. Yeah, like is just. I mean, because you same. have to make the fake plays make sense. Right, yeah. right. Or else it's a dead giveaway. So. And were they real plays? Like, were they real OU plays? Or did you make – I mean, it's 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 funny just to yeah. – to, I mean, the guy – I mean, just any time he, he spoke – I mean, any interview, I mean, the, the number of quotes that, you know, or, you know, it's just – I mean, the guy was awesome. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I can't I, – I literally cried in the shower. I was like – I don't think I've like ever done that. <laughs> yeah, I'll truly like, I, miss like, see every video I saw of Mike Leach. Instant watch it because he's just such a funny, good guy, and it made and you feel good when you watch. There's so many people, like myself included, who have never met the guy in my entire life, and you feel like you know him. Right. Yeah. Just because so he's one open. of the more open. Yeah, he's one of the more open um, coaches we, we've ever had in any sport. Right. He doesn't do the bullshit. He didn't. Sorry. He didn't do the bullshit. Um, coach speak. You know. You got. <laughs> You got the real deal, and, and, and at, at times, I'm sure you know, I mean, with certain players and recruits, probably rub, rub some people the wrong way. Um, but you know, he was telling you, telling you what he thought. So confident, I mean, he in even... his offensive mind, and just was who he was naturally. And he was like, if you don't like me, don't come here. But I mean, they, that literally happened. We saw it last week. One of his players put in his like transfer portal release. He's like, Coach Leaf said, I'm not. Uh, Leach said, I'm not. I'm leaving. I'm going to a different school. Like, yeah. It was, it's no bullshit to play for him. Yeah. My favorite's definitely the fat little girlfriend's comment. Yes. That's that's Hall of Fame. Like I I me and my buddies quote that a lot. It is incredible. I think they lost to Baylor and or no, AM. They got steamrolled and he's on the podium after the game and he says, um, all his players are too busy worried about what their fat little girlfriends tell him about how great they are <laughs> and uh just roasting his, his his own guys just did not care but he had a funny quote too um it was a thing against it was against osu and it was the but no one talks about it what was the quote it was the game it was the gundy i'm a man i'm 40 game yeah that was this so that game i remember the game specifically it was crabtree had like a million him and amadola had a million yards brandon Pettigrew for osu scored a bunch of points osu won they fired their d coordinator like after the game immediately mike michael each did yeah, I mean, my favorite get, moment I, is I the uh, marriage, the wedding rant. My brother yeah. sent me that this morning. It was just five minutes of on and on. I, and I was always wondering, 
like if the reporters just sit there and enjoy it or they get annoyed of like his long rants because he would go on for 15 minutes of, about something random it's like well you ever uh, listen to no bill you ever him. listen to bill walton um like talk after yeah. the game or like during yeah. the game it's similar to that like yeah you just like definitely and i found i found the news article parker but it's a video but i know i know the what you're talking about i'm trying to find the exact verbiage. one of the more interesting things about mike leach to me and i think it kind of makes sense just based on his personality is that he the guy didn't even play college football he was just a normal he wasn't a manager he was a normal student at byu he also went to he, law school yeah he went to pepperdine law school and then real, right afterwards decided he didn't wasn't what he was passionate about he gave coaching a shot um made a couple stops i think before he got to iowa wesleyan but uh, I also read that he, Andy Staples had a good article today in The Athletic. He, um, while he was the OC at Valdosta State, which was the second stop with Hal Mum, the, the original creator of the of the air raid, they he applied for the head coaching job at Key West High School, which everyone knows he's a big Key West guy. He loves loves it down there. I think he lives down there in the offseason. And he they didn't give him the job. <laughs> Mm. like it is, is it's it i remember being i was talking with my cousins who are texas tech people it's it's because this one hit home for them especially because like that's yeah. their guy and the way it ended and i remember the details like of it all going down but then again we're like what 12 13 years old pops um allegedly like to pull a prank on adam or adam james craig james is the son who was an espn employee at the time um, he like locked him in a shed when he when he said he needed to be in a dark room for his concussion leech, I guess, throw him in a closet or something. But and then they fired him. So I guess they never they never paid him the release. I was seeing a lot of tech fans upset with tech because they never paid him the money because they fired him with probable cause. They should pay his so he never he, Yeah, he never got the buyout. So some people are like, I think enough time has passed. We understand that situation more. You should pay him out the buyout, pay the family the buyout. Well, that whole story was just was bullshit. I it's because he wouldn't think, get in the play, is right. It, it kind of seems. I think, yeah, he was claiming he was like shoved, like made it sound like he was in some tiny closet. Apparently, he was like in the media visiting locker room, media room, which is a room. It wasn't even a closet. Um, but quite, where do you think one wears if if that incident doesn't happen, he never gets, or say it does, he just never gets canned. Which where's Texas Tech? Fired. Where's Texas Tech? And where's Mike Leach? I mean, Mike Leach, I, I feel like eventually he was going to leave. So yeah. this is the other thing I was informed of is that he was kind of looking around also during that offseason. Um, he was looking into the Washington job and then Miami had a vacancy that offseason as well. So the Washington one sounds like just a leverage play, but um, knowing his infatuation with uh, the beach, Miami might have been in the real deal. So I, I doubt Mike Leach is still at Texas Tech, but who knows, maybe – I'm not going to say Lincoln Riley's at Texas Tech or something, but one of those disciples of his is probably the head coach at Tech by now. Tech is in a better place just based on – I mean, he would have given him – say he gave him another year or two, they would have been in a stable spot, get one of those those disciples of him to take over. And, yeah, he would have gotten – I mean, he was going to get huge up. I mean, that, that – lead or the Craig James deal happened only a season after that infamous 08 year where they were, you know, 11-1, and one, as high yeah, as number two in the country. So They were rolling. He would have gotten some – real real opportunities but since uh, so he while he was at texas tech he went um he went 84 and 43 at texas tech with with a 
47 and 33 record in Big 12 play. Um, since he left or since they fired him, Texas Tech is 78 and 82. And they're you want to take a shot at what their their Big 12 record is? It ain't. You'll say they've won 21 games in the Big 12 since he's 41 and 75. Oh, wow. I, I was underestimating how. Bad they were still not good. Um, when we were young, I remember going to Lubbock at a night, like Saturday night in Lubbock. Oh, it like still is like that, days. but it definitely, it definitely yeah, is. No, but it definitely is emphasized man, now. That was one of the places to be in college football at the time. I mean, that 08 team was, I mean, that Graham Harrell, Same. Michael Crabtree, it's one of the most electric college football offenses of our lifetime. I mean, yeah, for sure. I mean, Danny Amendola was on the. He had some really, really good Texas Tech teams, and it's. I mean, his first quarterback, Cliff Kingsbury, yeah, um, record setter. the 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 list is is endless of people he has been able to uh, mentor and help get jobs elsewhere. And he's done it every. I mean, every place he's been a head coach have been. I mean, outposts in the conference. I mean, Texas Tech. You're out. Washington in the middle of West State was a. It was a loser. I mean, you're essentially in Idaho at Washington. State. I mean, you're literally in the middle of nowhere. Um, they, so he, his Washington state record, or so the five years leading up to Washington state hiring him. So he got hired in 2012. So he had a couple year hiatus after the, the Craig James incident. He went, so uh, Washington state and PAC 12 play was seven and 38 in the five years leading up to his hiring. They, um, in his, uh, in his, uh, seven years there, he was 55 and 47 with a, 500 Pac-12 record, 36 and 36. I mean, so he and, and the first year or two was was not good. I mean, they got to 10 wins in 2018, which is a, a program record, and got as high as number seven in the country. So, I mean, everywhere he's been, Mississippi State even, you know, is kind of the the outpost. Probably, you know, not a fantastic of, job. Yeah, right. I mean, I, that's you can, people can win there, oh, but it's not like a, I mean, I, it's I would. You, I mean, I think you could say it's number like 12 or 13 job in the SEC. It's not a not a great job and he was you know they're you know number 22 in year three here so i mean everywhere he's been he's shown the ability to turn him around and do it pretty quickly um i don't know where where do you think his like do you consider him a so first of all i'll put a caveat in here i read that you have to have a 60 percent win record as a head he coach just, to qualify he just, uh, he's just yeah. short he's 59.6 um does that mean right, a bowl so, game would have gotten him in if he won the bowl game, or would he have had to win one more? I'm not sure. I don't I'm know. not a math guy. I don't I have his no, overall I have record. But. but, I mean, to me, he's a Hall of Famer. I think his legacy deserves to be in the Hall of Fame, like because of his legacy, I should say. Yeah, well, he, he did was coaching a shitty programs, too, and he yeah, turned yeah, them into exactly. That That has to be part of it. Um, What he did for the game of football should put him in alone. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Um. Mm. Yeah. Sad. I mean, it's just terrible. Very, very. I mean, he seemed. I will say, he kind of seemed. He sounded rough throughout the year. I thought he started looking bad, but I mean, obviously, mm-hmm. no one would have seen seen something like this. Um, and I just read actually. I just saw this. He's the first Northwestern had a coach that died in 2007 and during the season. Um, but it's the first time since then. That some wow. that this has happened, um, yeah, man, Rest it really is. is sad. Any other thoughts? Um, mm-hmm. I mean, I, we we could go on and on, but yeah, I think uh, I'm sure it's something we'll 
we'll, we'll continue to discuss his legacy. And I mean, it's just, it's heartbreaking. So, um, all right, let's get into um, last weekend's Heisman. Un- very unsurprisingly, Caleb Williams takes home the trophy. Um, pretty much a, a runaway fashion. He he finished first with 2,031 points. Max Duggan uh, behind him at 1,420 points, uh, but he had 540, 544 uh, first place votes compared to 188 to Duggan, but there was a big gap between Duggan and Stroud. Duggan kept it maybe a little closer than, than I would have expected, which I think was deserved um, based off of, you know, where his season started and, and, you know, the, where it is the backup. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I'm happy for Max. I mean, he definitely, all those guys, I guess, earned. I, I don't really know if Stroud earned the trip to New York, but like he got it. Um, I thought the, I thought the order hooker not getting invited mm-hmm. is tough. And I, I don't know how Tennessee has gotten like just they were arguably the best team in college football for 10 weeks. I know they lost to Georgia in that time period, but like they probably don't lose to South Carolina if Hendon Hooker is playing the whole like, yeah. you know what I mean? It, so everybody just forgets that they were dominant for that long, um, which kind of sucks for Hendon because he had a really, really good season. He was the best player in college football while while he was healthy. So, yeah. Yeah. yeah tough break. Um Tough break for. Does, does this yeah. give Lincoln three Heisman winners in six years as a head coach? Yes, that's insane. That's absurd. If, you, if you're a high school quarterback and yeah. you want to win the Heisman Trophy, that's one of your goals in life. You have to go play. Yes. For yeah. No. If your goal is to win the Heisman, like, there's no one else. You. I mean, you're dumb not to. If He's shooting fifty percent. I'm not saying yeah. like. I mean, if you want to win a national championship, maybe you go somewhere else. But if you want to win yeah. the Heisman, which is a very you know, I'm... <laughs> well, if you want to win the Heisman and be the number one pick, he's yeah. got pretty good hit rate on that too. Yeah, or he will. Caleb Williams it. will be the number one pick as well, and yep. Jalen Hurts is doing pretty well for himself too. And, and I don't that know if was... he'd be doing that if. And that's out. his fourth, and that's his fourth best quarterback, Jalen Hurts. Yeah, and he's going to be the NFL MVP probably this year. Like, you have to go play for Lincoln Riley. I don't know when it will star. get easier, but man, it that cut still stings right now. I've got, this is gonna sound just a little bit of salt right on it. This is gonna sound crazy. I'm kind of over. It. I'm kind of yeah. Like I, go, I'm annoyed. Let's go. There no, you I'm, go. I'm 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 getting to the point where I'm. And the reason I knew I'm over it is I'm starting to get annoyed by OU fans. I'm, yeah. Like, oh, there you go. Like it's it's oh it's just. Okay, like, like he's it's I get it. Like I get the the initial outrage and I get that Lincoln. I think's kind of a bitch. But like. It's time to stop. Like, I mean, he just had another Heisman winner. He knows what he's doing. He's a good football yep. coach. Um, you know, OU. Should, I mean, it's Oklahoma. It's, you know, you should move on. If if people, I mean, it's just a little weird to me. Like you I tweeted see- the other day. I tweeted the other day some about it. Um, about Caleb Williams deserving the Heisman Trophy. And someone just responds like, "Fuck Caleb Williams." Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> when I see fans cheering for a child to get hurt, that's where I draw the line. <laughs> It's yeah, it's uh, like I mean, I don't like Caleb Williams is not my favorite person on the planet by any means, but I mean, like he's a damn good football player and he's fun to watch. Like that he he paid for the whole line to come to the ceremony. Did he actually pay for that? Allegedly, yeah. I bet he's, you, and then I was in for nil. I mean, he yeah. makes three million dollars. That was cool though that they, that yeah, he too. the offensive line was there. It's a team award. That's what he said. That was a long ass speech. Again. It was a very long speech. Honestly, I was a little disappointed in his suit. I, I was 
because I was switching, I was flipping between that and the the match between JT Spieth Tiger, which Rory. was entertaining. I might add, it kind of hard match, to see the golf ball. Yeah. Um. So, and I, I think I switched over to the during William's speech after two or three minutes. Just kind of just not feeling it, not really wanting to listen to whatever else he had to say. So I switched over, and I swear I was watching the golf for like eight or ten minutes. And I flipped back over, and he's still going. Yeah, he's an emotional kid. Um, so he, I mean, he's got. Got a chance to repeat next year. I doubt that happens. That we've seen that a couple times, but why do you doubt that? Especially I in recent memory, just sure. because history. Yeah, I mean, like I Manziel, like you argue could have, but yeah. Manziel could have won it this the second yeah, year in a row, and they true. gave it to Jameis. Like he had better numbers than Jameis. Um, Got to have a better year. Is the thing Jameis could have won it. Uh, Lamar arguably could have won it again, and he didn't. So. I mean, I, I mean, he'll be the odds on favorite as he should be, and he's going to put up really good numbers. But doesn't it feel like I not to put anything on the kid, but it seems like it's one of those deals where like if he gets hurt or something next year, he's shutting that sucker down. Like he's not, he's yeah. not taking any risk. He's going to declare, and Lincoln will be forced to use whatever backup four or five star he has. I will be very excited to see the team that Caleb goes to. Like that will just—it's a complete revival. It's Mahomes. Well, I was gonna out. say it's. I was gonna say the Lions, but they're playing pretty good football right yeah, now. Yeah, I mean, they, I don't they, think. Yeah, hopefully it's Great. the Dallas Cowboys. Somehow, yeah, I like we've we've talked year. about we've talked about before. If I'm a team that needs a quarterback, I'm waiting for the Caleb Drake May class. I'm not drafting Bryce Young or um, Will Levis or CJ Stroud. Right. Those. If you're yeah, no. If seriously, if you're one of those, if I'm one of the worst teams in the NFL. One more bad year is nothing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. If you if you see Patrick Mahomes 2.0 on the horizon, just just suck for a little bit longer. If, if the Steelers suck next year and they have Pickett, do you still there pick you go. Caleb? Yeah, 100%. Hell yeah. No, yeah. Like, Kenny Pickett or Caleb Williams? Yeah. That's, yeah. Ask yourself that question again, Corey. Kenny Pickett <laughs> in any, any other season, Kenny Pickett's like an early third-round pick. Yeah. Like, they were so bad that I'm just – Still trusting. He wears two gloves. I'd rather have a quarterback I hate that that nails than wear two gloves. Why? Uh, Nobody can throw with two Manning, gloves. You can't the, throw with two, two gloves. The, 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 the pain of the nails it. is. Peyton did it at the <laughs> end of his career because his hands were brittle. He realized, and wow, this is the new wave, him. and Kenny's on that wave. No, now. he's got Kenny's got little hands. He needs two gloves. You guys yeah, should start Rudolph, and you'd win more games. Gosh, he might be starting this Sunday. Let's go. Oh yeah, pick no. Question. Trubisky will start, but Trubisky's terrible. He looked bad. He probably wears yeah. a glove on his throwing hand too. He needs gloves. Make them better. <laughs> Helpful. All right, still rant. Any surprise? Like, I'm looking at the the Heisman voting results, I'm trying to see if it. My, one thing that kind of stood out to me just in the overall top ten is that Michael Penix, Penix, Washington got eighth. He'll be up there in the odds list uh, next year to start though. Yeah. So who do you think? Uh, Caleb Williams, obviously the odds on favorite. Who do you look at next season as, as the other um, guy? Cade Klubnik. I might put money on him depending on his odds because he's probably going to have a great year. Yeah, Drake uh, May. He'll be up there if I had to guess. Drake May will 100% be up there. Bijan. Uh, whoever the Ohio State quarterback is will be on there. Yeah. yeah. Just a plug-and-play type deal. The Texas quarterback. Ah, Quinn Ewers will be up there because people still think he's – Is Bijan back, Bijan right? he, was only a, he was only a sophomore, right? He's class of twenty twenty, um, high school. So I don't, I don't know if that means. Oh, this was his third year. Out. I think he's got him until he's gone, right? I would assume you leave if you're a running back. Yeah, no, Bijan's gone. I mean, he he's a freak. I mean, so take him off that number. 
don't don't scream at me, but I can see some books having if Spencer Sanders lands at like Tennessee or something. I could see them putting him like decently high, not that high, but like high enough that you're like, why is like he top ten or twelve type? Where you're just kind of huh? yeah, like yeah. But you see him, at the, you see him on the list, you're like, wait, what? <laughs> exactly, he'd be like one of those names. I'm I only say that because it'd be like the it'd be like when Ellinger would pop effect. up, you know, on those deals. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Just because like the system, and maybe they think he can string together a couple touchdowns, but. What is the word on the street I, with uh, with Sanders? I saw Ole Miss. Well, was allegedly, there was a photo of yeah Lane Kiffin and just fucking um, at, at Stillwater, Rock, Oklahoma, Red Rock. Yeah, um, that's a big time restaurant for Stillwater. I didn't know they had that fancy. No, it's not. There. It's not a Red Rock like that. It's oh. it's, a, it's a bakery. Oh. <laughs> um, good little ma and pop shop, but I haven't heard anything on him. Who knows at this point? I do have. Um, I have. I guess Trace Ford has been shopping around a little bit. There's a little bit of smoke that he might return to the state of Oklahoma a couple of miles. To you? Um, so you. To the oh. south uh, in Norman, Oklahoma. So that one would hurt. I don't know. I mean, I'm not going to, like, motherfuck any sort of kid. I'm not an OU fan. But that one would be tough to swallow to lose um, one of your better defensive ends when he's, especially when healthy, he's one of the best in the conference to a rival that would sting. But I, I, I guess I heard too. He's looking at Ole Miss USC. He was on a visit to SMU a couple days yeah. ago. He put on his story and then Auburn as well. So it kind of sounds like unless he gets NIL money from one of those schools, he's going to be a sooner. Hmm. I mean, I, yeah, I I'm, I'm, I'm hearing some smoke as well. Um, the thing is SMU is, is, tossing this the nil money yeah doesn't every player get like 40 grand i think and then i think i mean i would imagine just for like, signing up they've got they've signed four miami kids already uh including jalen knighton who is like a, a big time player big time recruit too yeah um so i don't know i mean i i would assume trace ford is a you know i mean i get he, the two injuries kind of would, as an ou person it kind of scares me a little bit, but I mean, I, I've always thought he was a really damn good player. No, you made a huge so mistake good. the first time around to offer him. But I also, and, and don't get me wrong, I'll, as an OU fan, I would take Trace Ford in a heartbeat. I think he makes OU better defensively if he's healthy. But I completely agree with you that I like it's, if an OU player transferred to OSU or transferred to Texas, I would fucking weak. Yeah, it's it's not. like it's upsetting because it's like does not. And I get half these kids, more than half, 85, 90% of these guys don't did not care about these rivalries when they were getting recruited. They want to play in the NFL. It's as simple as that. Yeah. But I think shit, it's kind of funny that man. he's visiting sh- USC when when Lincoln staff didn't offer him at all the first time. That is funny, but Grinch would, would be getting one of his better defenders oh, yeah. almost immediately. The yeah. one, the 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 weird one that I haven't heard anything on is Braylon Presley. I guess OU does have some interest. I think TU I, has been like TU has been public about getting him to come play at Tulsa. Yeah, there's like well, I think but I think he's gonna have the same OU doesn't want to play him at running back if he no, can do it. or else he's they gonna, would have offered him this, at running back. That's right. the thing. So he so, should go to TU or something. If he wants a guaranteed running back spot, he's it's not gonna I mean like he's gonna have the same issues. So I mean unless he wants to play receiver, which is why he left OSU because he didn't want to play receiver. So I don't see I don't see OU happening. TU makes sense. I, mean, I I don't know if this is happening if if it's happening, but K State would make a lot of sense too. Yeah, just because the Deuce comparison yeah. definitely checks out. But um, OSU, I'll quit ranting about their portal because OU just got a couple of big moves. Hey, before you go on, I'm curious, what is your 
Like, are you rooting for Spencer? I'll be happy for him if he wins games and does well. I'm not yeah. going to hold. And now if he went in conference, I'm going to be like, OSU all right, what the hell? Fans? No, I I don't think that's the. They're I think it's him. probably I think it's probably sixty forty split. Yeah. Like I I'm I'm not like going to be actively cheering for him, but when he does well, it'll be I'll be happy to see that. See, I look at his scenario like that. His scenario and one this is I'm different not, to me. Way different to me. Yeah. So so like when I look at him, and then you compare him to like someone like Caleb Williams. And one, I'm not condoning OU fans that hate on Caleb Williams. I think it like. I think he did some good at OU. I, I I don't. I also don't blame OU fans for not cheering for him at all. Like, I, why would I don't understand when when there's people on Twitter like, oh, you should be cheering for this kid. Like, he played in the bowl game last year. Yeah, see, that's okay. that. No, I don't agree with that. If I was an OU right. fan, I wouldn't cheer for Caleb. Williams. No, so but so I I but like the Spencer Sanders is a lot different. This guy's put it get, put four years in and so on. Yeah, like, like he and he's been a good uh, captain and leader. And like I mentioned, when he initially transferred, and he never did anything wrong off the field. So, Ole Miss would be interesting to me. I, I mean, I, I, yeah, I think Spencer's I, a better, a much better quarterback than Jackson Dart. Um, oh, agreed, hundred percent. What else? What are there? Have you heard anything? Else? Any other schools? No. Um, Florida at one point, but I don't know if I see that one happening. But they do have a need at quarterback now. Florida Anthony, makes a lot Anthony of sense. Richardson to me. departing, so um, I guess we'll see. But how bad is it what you're gonna be next year? And I and I only I say that because I think at I've been I'm like, why go to Ole Miss or Florida or something? Like what is it really my, that much better than what else you've got? I don't know. My thing is, um, I'm starting to think Gundy's just a troll because he says he doesn't like the portal and hates it and doesn't want to use it, and he's gone out and used it already. He's got yeah, three guys nice through the portal. Um, they picked up Deshaun Stribling, who was the re- leading receiver at Wazoo this past year, so Kind of a Washington State pipeline. They're a feeder school, though, as you a receiver now. And then um, Justin Wright, who led Tulsa in tackles at linebacker, and Sean Tyler from Western Michigan, who's run for 1,000 yards two years in a row. So not like he's getting legit pieces. Maybe not at uh, – it'd be nice if he could go out and get some offensive linemen. I think they've offered some. But they just lost – they've only lost – yeah, I'm not going to do the math, but they lost Langston Anderson, a four-star receiver, so Stribling kind of helps that a little bit, and then they lost to Marco Jones, a corner from Tulsa. So, I mean, everybody's taking hits. I thought it was doomsday, and I still am not, like, pumped about the outlook of the program, but um, so much can happen between now and then. I mean, they got, like, three commits for their, like, 2022 class while we were – or 23, I guess, while – all this was going on. It was kind of happening in secret. And I guess they're hosting uh, Brennan Armstrong. Oh, the Virginia uh, for, kid. Yeah. Who you who, literally hated on like two weeks ago or three weeks ago. Yeah, no. I, <laughs> it's a bad, it's terrible timing. But I do have some stats pulled up here. Um, Are you going to try to talk yourself into Brennan Armstrong? Starting? I am. That I am. I, I'm giving up that. the eye test going to the stats now. I yeah. am indeed. Well, I and I thought of a reason for maybe why he stinks. It's because Tony Ellett's. Tony Elliott's offense wasn't a good fit and he never got comfortable. And I mean, they're enormous numbers the year four. Exactly. All three, the other two years he was quarterback, he was pretty solid. And then he gets, and then Elliott comes in and he stinks. So Spencer Sanders in 43 career games, 267 yards a game, um, close to two touchdowns per game and close to one interception per game. So two to one, Brennan Armstrong in 38 career games, 271 total yards, two touchdowns per game. And, um, 0.01 0.01 less INTs per game. So his stats are better than Spencer's. But is he necessarily better? I don't know. Like he played at Virginia and the ACC's bad, but 
you can also flip that and be like, well, he played at Virginia and he, he did that. So mm-hmm. it sounds like I don't, I don't think OSU should get a quarterback unless it's like a one deal, one year deal thing. I think the coaching staff is very high on Zane Flores, this three-star kid. They Nebraska kid. Yeah, they're very high on him. And I think they're high on Rangel too. So it doesn't hurt to have a bunch of good young quarterbacks, let them compete. Is Armstrong going to be a one-year deal, right? Yeah, he's grad transfer. That I completely agree with you. When you don't, if you bring in a guy that's got two, three years left, that's dumb. You risk you risk running off one of your other quarterbacks or multiple yeah, quarterbacks. Well, and, um, and the other school Armstrong is considering allegedly is Wisconsin. So it's kind of, I wonder if it just comes down to the bowl game. Is that how he's going to decide <laughs> or, or, or what, how that's going to work? But uh, yeah, he's taking a visit there Saturday. And I know they've been, I, I'm sure it will use the same way. When most of these kids go on a visit, these portal guys, it's very hush hush. It's not, I don't think they want the portal guy making a bunch of noise about it. And I don't think the portal guy wants to make a bunch of noise yeah. about it. So you a lot of them are to... done in secrecy. You don't uh, even know who, who, unless they tweet out the offer, you don't, you don't even know, know who's getting offered. Yeah, like OSU had yeah. never popped up on this on this kid's radar, this running back, uh, Sean Tyler. So Before he committed? Yeah, and then I don't know where he's a commit. Isn't it crazy to think about the time before Rivals and 247 and all of that? Like well, no I mean, social be, media any, either? Yes, but yes and no, because people didn't transfer like they do now. And in like the 80s I'm not even talking about 90s. transfers. I'm talking about committing and like how much of a business recruiting and all that that's an entire department at 247 and rivals and, all and that. Yeah, well, yeah it made and, those sites and it's so obviously college football programs have had recruiting departments player personnel departments for years there are certain programs i know smu has like hired on like per, player personnel guys that are like purely focused on the on the portal yeah. like it's all they're doing smu has eight portal commits i think already or something absurd wow. like that um, i mean you can win with it mel tucker won with the portal Last another year, thing, another interesting Michigan aspect State. of the portal is you would never see a Spencer Sanders situation of leaving like that. Like, let me just go, maybe go get more. What? It, what? What's the reason of transferring? Spencer's? Yeah, I think he just wants to change the scenery. To be honest with you, and the, the, I mean, maybe it's if to get more specific, it's the offensive line hasn't gotten better, and he gets beat up, um, and he doesn't. Maybe he's got dis- it. He did look frustrated at times. Uh, maybe with play calling so maybe he's had enough of the offensive scheme and he wants to go try his hand somewhere else it's got to be something like that because at this point when you're there that long it's like what are you what are you and you're you're like and you're like and you're the man yeah right in the big 12 and it's so it's interesting but are you hearing more uh arroyo smoke no um the uh, the the one thing that's remained a constant has been the kale gundy stuff did you see he, Caleb was at Bedlam Wrestling? Week? No, I didn't. See, I saw his tweet congratulating Lincoln and Caleb. That was beautiful. He was at Bedlam Wrestling with Coach Schwitzer the other day. I didn't know you choked big time. Oh my God! One of the best duels I've ever watched on TV. I I've uh, never watched college wrestling in my oh, it's life. Uh, it's electric, especially that one. That would have been so fun to be at, especially because OSU won. OSU is down fifteen to I think seven. seven. Right? Yeah. yeah. And one guy wins, and then we got a major or a tech from Dustin Plot. So that's five points, I think. So it's 12 15. Um, gets tied up. We win the next one going into the last match. And the OSU 197 guy, Luke Serber, pins the OU kid, Keegan Moore, to win it. And he pinned him in like 10, 15 seconds, just got him on his back immediately. Place because there's enough OSU fans wherever they do the wrestling at. It was loud; you could hear it. 
But it's, it's funny because Keegan Moore wrestled at OSU and had a big pin in a Bedlam versus OU at one point when he was a freshman, transferred to Northern Iowa, um, and is now with the Sooners. So Serber was, like, rightfully so very, very fired up after it. Like, was kind of talking a lot of shit. I know but, nothing at all really about wrestling, but, I I mean, obviously, I like OU to beat OSU. It seems, is it, it seems OU is maybe getting better. They've closed the gap. Yeah, their current coach, uh, he's he's solid. He's 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 good. He, because it got to a point when we were in school that, so they wrestle twice again now. They used to just wrestle once. Because we didn't know you to say we don't want to do it twice. Yeah, yeah they're like, we're not going to do the non-conference one. We'll wrestle in Stillwater every year and do the conference one. Like, we don't want to wrestle you twice. We're just going to get our ass kicked. But their their coach is really good, and he, he's got the program in the right direction. So Yeah. I I mean, they should have won Saturday. Like, they had us dead to rights. Like, the match was over, or Sunday. Yeah, I was – uh. I was I was on Twitter and I just happened to see that that was going on. So I went like looked at OU wrestling Twitter. And I was like, oh, they're at fifteen. To, it was like right when they're at fifteen to seven. It's like, oh, they're gonna win this thing. I almost sent a text to you. Like, oh, oh to talk yeah, shit. not to not knowing at all what I was talking about. And then I was like, <laughs> yeah. glad I didn't. <laughs> one more wrestling thing is that um, the loudest I've ever heard Gallagher Iber Arena. Uh, my sophomore year, OSU was wrestling Iowa, who was number one at the time. Uh, sold out like they I mean they sell more for wrestling than they do for basketball because they can obviously put seats on the floor but when I say sold out like it was probably 14,000 people in there I remember seeing videos Uh, of that and Nick Piccinini the 125 pounder for OSU pinned uh his name's Spencer Lee he's actually still at fucking Iowa but he's like a three four-time national champion uh but he pinned him in like a huge upset it's the loudest I've ever heard that building and I've been in there for some big basketball games the wrestling, the the pin is the loudest by far. Wow. How it was, it was incredible. What year did the Gallagher Iba expansion take place? Like 2001. Okay. I didn't know exactly what year that was. I've heard pre, I've heard it was insane before that. Yeah. I have had a bunch of geezers, including my dad, tell me that the loudest they've ever heard it was Mitch Shelton was a back before they put a cap on heavyweight. You could be as big as you wanted. So OSU had a guy that was legitimately like 400 pounds and OU had a heavyweight national champ named like Dr. Doom, I think is what they called him or Dr. <laughs> Death. But Mitch, this Mitch Shelton guy pinned him and I was giving my dad crap claiming like, Oh, it's the loudest you've ever heard it. And some guy like three rows behind us at the Iowa duel actually goes, yeah, dude, no, that's your dad's right. That's the loudest this building's ever gotten. Like windows shattered, like glass shattered. I'm like, okay, now it's just like getting ridiculous. <laughs> I, must, I must say I am jealous of Gallagher, that place is awesome. Like yeah, I, I saw a story down. about OU trying to get a new barn, maybe. Yeah, yeah. no, there's there, no, it's it's apparently so for the longest time there was there was chatter about the city of Norman building like a what kind of similar to what Baylor's doing, like a multi purpose arena. Very nice what Baylor's doing. Um, and so apparently it's popped back up that city of Norman sent out a survey, I guess, to the city to get their input on the whole deal. I mean, that doesn't mean it's going to happen, but um. It would be if they did something. It would be right off I thirty five and like north side of Norman, um, so cl- closer to the Oklahoma City folks. Uh, right off thirty five, which at the end of the day is probably what OU. I mean, I I would prefer them to have an on campus venue, yeah. but that would make it much easier for Oklahoma City people to get there. Which outside of the students, that's really what you're relying on. I think for a lot of your the, the crowd. True. Yeah. Um, so I mean, and it would if they built something, it would probably be smaller than than Lloyd Noble. Um, my What's concern, the other gym on campus, 
uh, McCaslin Field House. Is that just that unusable you if you do, expanded I mean, it or renovated it? No, I mean, there's just not enough space. I don't think yeah. you can make it an actual big enough arena to, to, but, and my main concern, I'm okay with, I'm, I'm, like I said, I, I would prefer on campus, but I'm okay if they did this, if they got a brand new arena on the, the north part of Norman. But my bigger concern is if they're truly making this like a multi use arena, I want like a true college basketball, like home court advantage where, you know, the fans are on top of you. And I'm worried that if they're building just a multi purpose venue, you're going to have the same BS that you have with, with the Lloyd Noble, where it looks yeah. like it's a concert venue and you're, you're sitting way away from the floor. Um, so I don't know. We'll see. Um, if anything comes of it, but oh, you have oh, you needs a new arena. So if that's the route they decide to take, it's it's better than the Lloyd Noble. Um, yeah. Lloyd Noble's horrible. So yeah. and that and, was a long rant. I just got us on, but I do want to talk about the kids that you just got. You don't know, no, no, no. I I had actually thought I wanted to talk about the arena anyway. So it was a natural um, rant. Sorry. Right. Yeah. Wrestling is really now. cool though. The the big duels are unmatched. Like. The tall if you're bored and have probably you're gonna need about 150 200 dollars. Anybody listening in March, the NCAA championships are gonna be in Tulsa at the BOK Center. It is it's some of the most intense shit you've ever watched in your life because wrestling, you're either better than the guy across from you or you're not. Like there's I no there's not a that. whole lot of variables. I've always it, been curious it, about it's something incredible, like that, especially an environment it, national championship. It it's insane. Um, All right, really quickly, just one, yeah. one, one more thing while we're talking about BOK, OU Arkansas basketball is in, in Tulsa yeah. this weekend at BOK. Man, OU, I feel like they actually didn't play that poorly. Arkansas is just has too many dudes for OU. Really? I mean, yeah, love the Groves brothers, but I mean, when you got when those are your four, Arkansas five, has got four or five stars, yeah, yeah. I mean, like OU played well the first half, hung around, they got hot, they're making a lot of threes. Um, I mean, last year, let's see OU hoops. OSU and OU hoops down bad. I think it. I, I think it, I. I think they're both going to end up being fringy NCAA. It's going to be the same thing we've had. The I last agree. Two years. I agree. Yeah. Fringe yeah. NCAA teams. Um, maybe a situation where it's the two of them fighting for that last, last Big Twelve spot. Um, OU's got uh, a cup. They've got Florida coming up, which I think will be a you know, I'm not going to say a must win game, but Florida's not that good this year. It's a game they Castle probably need to win. Good, though. Um, yeah. Um. So we'll see. Oh, we just need some dudes down low. I like their guard play a lot, though. Grant Sherfield is the real deal. Sherfield's really good. Yeah. All right. Let's get back to some football. Uh, we'll get into OU's transfer portal situation. So big news last night. Sooners pick up commitments from the McCullough brothers. So uh, Deshaun, Deshaun, um, Edge, defender, from a transfer from Indiana, uh, coming off of uh, freshman All-American year. Um, former top 75 recruit, 6'5", 230 pounds. Um, just really, really looks the looks the part. Um, has played very, very well um, in his in his one year at Indiana. Um, and on top of that, you you get you get his brother. I don't know how you say it. It's D A E H. Day 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 probably Day Day McCullough. Um, four star defensive back, pretty big defensive back, 6'2", 200 pound kid. Four star was a Cincinnati commit, and I know. Desan's going to be the is the you know what really stands out, but any defensive back that was committed to Luke Fickle and in, in Cincinnati, think about the defensive backs they've been producing. So if Fickle likes the guy, I'll 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 trust. Him. I mean he's a four star kid, so he's not like a bum or anything, but um, huge. I mean that that's what OU needs is. A, yeah. I mean he's a guy that you know assuming he can pick it up relatively quickly, uh, you know the, the new scheme playbook. 
I mean, he's an immediate difference maker. He I mean he's probably I mean he is probably the best player on our defense the second he steps foot on the field. Um, yeah, yeah, it's I mean, crazy. I'm, I'm a, I love Billy Bowman too, so I I put Bowman in that yeah. same category. But um, I mean, I think I think he's he's going to be the real deal. And what's one interesting note is their dad's the running back coach at, at Notre Dame. I saw that. So it, it make and I think a lot of people are asking like why didn't these two end up at Notre Dame? It's you kind of like you can really transfer into Notre Dame. Um, so it makes sense with the brother, and I guess they wanted to play together. But um, I think it's uh, that that's big. And then the other transfer news from OU was Stogner transferring back after one year at South Carolina. Kind of a disappointing season at South Carolina. Only two hundred ten yards and one touchdown. Um, he he. I don't think he's really necessarily lived up to his expectations, but he's been really solid. He's you know OU needs run, uh, tight end depth, so you're adding immediate help there and a solid a solid body. So um, OU early returns good in the transfer portal. They also had that Jacob Lacey defense alignment from Notre Dame committed for a while. So, um, but, but the big news is definitely the McCullough brothers. And Theo Weiss to Mizzou. Yeah. Um, and OU's, oh, that's the one spot OU is, seems to be sitting out a lot of offers in the portal as receiver. Um, there, I, I wouldn't be surprised if they add multiple multiple receivers um and i would say a few names to watch would be trey harris louisiana tech i think oh you might be the team to beat there you know, just you know but like we said we don't know a ton what's going on in the portal but that seems to be the case xavier Giller, guillory idaho state transfer oh you i know his offer he's been blowing up yeah power five offers dorian singer from arizona Ra Ra thomas and then dante cephas kent state transfer i think penn state's probably the team to beat there but i think Harris and Guillory, I don't know if I'm saying that right, are probably two names to watch if you're an OU fan for a receiver. Um, big offensive tackle, Jeremiah Byers from, from UTEP, OU's gotten in on. PFF rated him as number one offensive lineman in the in the Conference USA. Um, and then a couple other names I'm going to mention. I don't think it's known if they have offers or not, um, but there's a little bit of you know smoke around these guys. LJ Johnson. Uh, A&M running back transfer. OU was in on it was in on his recruitment the first time around, um, coming off. Uh, I think he was a freshman at A&M this year, uh, maybe 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 redshirt freshman. He um, hasn't really done much at A&M, but was a, as a talented, highly touted recruit. Anthony Goodlow at Tulsa. A lot of guys getting in and on, getting in on him. Defensive tackle. I think TCU is probably the team to beat there. Um, you know his connection with with their defensive coordinator Gillespie. OU, I don't know if they've offered him or not, but if they would, I would assume they might might have a shot there. And one other name I'm going to mention is Eshawn Silver from, from North Carolina. Uh, huge kid, 6'4", 315, former five-star. Um, he has not – he's kind of in a bust in his first year or two at North Carolina, but but OU desperately needs needs bodies at defensive tackle. And, and a guy at that size and, you know, that pedigree from, you know, the recruiting standpoint pro- might be worth – Worth taking a shot at. Oh, you might not, but that just is a name that, that has stood out to me. Tony Grimes is another UNC transfer, but I don't think – yeah, he's a former five-star and did contribute at UNC big time. Um, early on, though, I don't know if OU is really in that race or not. So um, we're still super early in the transfer portal process. So I think there's there's a lot of unknowns, and I would imagine over the next week or two we'll know more. But, uh, I mean, starting off with Deshaun uh, McCullough is about as – I mean, he's probably uh, – you could – I mean, unless I'm missing it, I would say think he's the biggest transfer portal commit in the country so far um, to this point. So OU's definitely, uh, you know, 
doing all they can on, on the transfer portal front. And like Gundy last year, I remember Venables was making comments about not being a, a big transfer portal guy, but you've, you've got to be. I mean, you have to. Right. I mean, when you lose so I mean, as many guys as exit, you've got to, got to replace them. You can't replace them yeah. with 50 high school kids. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think OU's biggest needs and Clint, let me know if, if there's anything you'd add. Uh, I would say obviously defensive tackle. They only have one defense, defensive tackle commit and they're down to three on the roster. So, I mean, three players, you're adding one in, you're looking at four right now for next season. Yeah, I think you got. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if between high school kids and transfers, if they add three, four more defensive tackles. Um, receiver, obviously, another position in need. Uh, any other positions that you would, I mean, the edge the rusher, I mean, they've recruited and they, they've got, they, they've got PJ coming in the recruit. So I think they're, they're, that's, I think the area where they're going to improve the most immediately next year is yeah. off, off the edge. It also seems like, uh, just DB uncertainty with mm-hmm. a bunch of different people playing this year. So you don't really know. I'm sure they can use maybe another cornerback or two. Yeah. But I, feel, I like what they've got with Lawrence and, and Bowman on the back end. But yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. What no, I mean, there's position is Jacoby Johnson supposed to play for you. I think, I think Snow d- defense safety. He's a big boy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, OU, can, OU's recruiting has gone as well as it possibly could have considering the season they had. Mm-hmm. I mean, they have a legitimate chance. If they can go in and add Peyton Bowen, um, there's an, uh, a four-star top 150 kid from Utah that, that a lot of crystal balls are flowing in for. I was looking. If they add those two, that's suddenly a top three class in the country. And and I think Which is it's pretty impressive for only having won six games. Yeah. it's. I mean, I think it shows. I mean, I think there's a lot of question marks with obviously with Venables as the head coach at this point, just based off this season's. But I mean, his recruiting chops are legit, like They're big good. time. Also, though, how much is that is like OU though? I mean, OU OU can recruit itself. But this is gonna likely finish as any better class than Lincoln Riley ever finished with, which is pretty unbelievable. Yeah, it is. And he, Lincoln Riley was going to college football playoffs. But all Lincoln sure. needed just give me that five star quarterback, and then we'll yeah. The Lincoln flow didn't in care. We'll his defense fine. was fucking terrible. You're right. Right. It was their five star receiver, three, five star yeah. quarterback, five star. It probably helped. No, it legitimately, it probably helps the rankings that he's like able to get like five star defensive players. I know like Bookie and some guys for OU were five stars Sheesh. that Lincoln got, but you know what I mean? Like it can't hurt. And I'm looking at it now. I guess most of these guys are the four and five stars are offense, but it's a it's a more even split now. It's not just it's much more five star receivers. Like yeah. you have a five star defensive end, which you know, that would not have happened under Lincoln. Those don't on trees. But you're also – the flip side of it is you're not you're not bringing in, to like, a couple five-star wide receivers. Yeah. Um, although those Petaway, haven't panned out necessarily for you. You know, think late. about that trio that came in, that 2019 class of yeah. Theo Weiss, now Missouri, uh, John Bridges after uh, – uh, it looked like would be going to prison, but apparently now is – he he's – the guy did a – so you had – sorry. So that th- trio of five-star receivers they had was Theo Weiss, now at Missouri, Jaden Hazelwood, now at Arkansas, and then uh, Trajan Bridges, who I thought would be going to prison and maybe locked up for a while. But now I, he's playing Juco ball, and he had an in-home visit with Utah yesterday. 
Oh, if he's if he's if he's good to go, Pokes need him. We can always use. He's body a very talented up. player. Um, yeah, he is. Which one? But, I always forget which one's the one they moved to defense for a moment because he was bad at receiver. I don't think it was those any of those three. Oh, yeah, they Bridges for Bridges, like a week maybe. or something. I, I think yeah, they moved Bridges to like corner for like a week, and they're like, Yeah, yeah, right, yeah I think it was like maybe freshman year he was wanting to play some, and they t- tried him out at corner, maybe. Yeah, I love a kid who wants to be on the field. I'm real surprised though, DJ Graham has entered the portal for OU. He mm-hmm. switched to receiver, which was, was oh, yeah. I mean, he still can portal. It's that's the thing, you're not home free yet, but he switched to receiver like middle, late in the year. Didn't ever actually suit up or even play, so I think it was assumed he'd leave, but he hasn't entered well, yet. So. Also, a lot – I mean, a lot can happen, um, obviously, between now and the start of New Year, but especially between now and December 21st, uh, the early signing day. Window, yeah. So. yeah. And then um, after the bowl game, too, I think there will be probably more yeah, activity. That's when I think of OSU is going to make these coaching changes that are being rumored. It'll be um, after signing day. They get a good crop of kids in. Yeah. So yeah. we'll see. All right. Um, any other thoughts on transfer portal? No. All right. Really quick coaching carousel. We're kind of past the the thick of that, but um, uh, Ryan Walters, Illinois defensive coordinator, taking over at Purdue. And I'm a, a big fan of this of this hire. 36 year old, 36 years old, had the number two defense in the country at Illinois as the DC there this year. Only gave up 12 points a game. I mean, that's and the guy can hire too. 36 yep. years old, he's been all over the place, having success everywhere he's been. Uh, Roar on the street was if Dion wasn't going to take the Colorado job, I think he probably would have ended up there. He's he's an alum of Colorado, so interesting. Um, I like the hire by Purdue. Um, I don't really like. I, I don't think my I don't have a great pulse on like the Big Ten West in general. I don't know what <laughs> you can or can't do there. I mean, obviously we saw Brom winning, you know, seven, eight, nine games a year. Um, but I mean, Purdue's and I can't imagine West Lafayette, Indiana is the easiest place to to recruit. But I can't, I can't think, I can't imagine that either. Um, so I mean, I think Brom maybe was, you know, eight, winning the Big Ten West is that the, the I guess the good news is you're in the Big Ten West. And yeah, that's very well. They're doing away with divisions, so oh, maybe not. never mind. Yeah, that's now yeah, you're back here. You're now you're back in the big pond again. Yeah, but, you know, I feel like at Purdue, winning eight games a year is like a it's great. Holiday. Oh, dude! If you win eight, if you're averaging eight games a year at winning eight games a year at Purdue, you're probably in their Hall of Fame by the end of your career. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that's really all we've got on the coaching front. Uh, let's uh, let's take some shots at these these early first weekend bowl games we got coming up, uh, which is crazy. You know, a week plus before Christmas already, um, in bowl season, and to be honest. I have no – I'm just going to throw picks out there. Uh, I haven't looked into the betting markets on any of these. Um, I have no action on any of these games yet. I, I am unaware on a lot of these teams' situations when it comes to opt-outs and players transferring and not playing in bowl games. So um, <laughs> I might say a pick and then actually later on end up changing a different pick. But I'll give – we'll give, I guess, our initial picks on these games um, – Let's start off with uh, what we got coming up. Uh, day one of bowl season is Friday. Uh, what's become a little tradition in the last few years is kicking off bowl season with the Bahamas Bowl. Um, always fun. Miami, Ohio, and UAB. UAB an 11-point favorite. Um, you know, the, the biggest news here is UAB hiring Trent Delfer to come in next year. Um, UAB still had a solid season under their interim coach. 
with Bill Clark retiring in the, in the offseason. Uh, they're an 11-point favorite here. M- more talented team than Miami, Ohio. Honestly, I haven't watched either of these teams. Um, but I'll, I'll pick UAB to win. No thoughts at all on the spread, though. I will pick UAB as well. Is Delphur coaching? I don't want to look too much into No, this, I don't but... I don't believe so. They had an interim all, all season, so I think he's coaching in the game. Got it. Got it. But yeah, Blazers. Okay. This next one might be the be most good game. Yeah. The only game between two conference champions. We have all bowl season, and they're playing day one of bowl of, of the bowl season is the Duluth Trading Cure Bowl in Orlando, 25th ranked and conference USA champion, uh, UTSA. Versus 24th ranked and a Sun Belt champion, Troy. Troy, a two point favorite here. Um, I'm going to go with UTSA to win. Um, and I'll, I'll, I'm real, I'll probably end up taking them to maybe a little money line action on UTSA here. I'm a, I'll, I love yeah, Frank Harris, only, quarterback. All, yeah, it's only two. So, yeah. Uh, so I'll probably go. Yeah. I love Frank Harris. Uh, they, I think, put together a nice little NIL deal to get him to return for his sixth season next year. Yeah, um, so I think they'll be ready to play. Um, yeah, so I'll go. I'll go uh, UTSA. Yeah, I hate to just have the same thing as you, but UTSA. I will bet UTSA money line if they stay the dog. Is there a harder game to pick this bowl season than than the Scott Satterfield Bowl, uh, or actually, or or properly known as the Fenway Bowl, Cincinnati, uh, and just stole Louisville's coach and then is now playing them. <laughs> uh, Fenway Park, uh, you know, Louisville will be without their quarterback. Cincinnati, who knows what's going on there? I'd imagine there's a good amount of opt outs. Surely Louisville gets up for this one. I'm going to pick the Cardinals, even without Malik Cunningham. Surely they're like, all right, F this guy, F them for taking our coach. Maybe they didn't like him altogether. So it's, it's really easy to get up and say, I don't, I want to beat our coach's new team. I'm going purely no, mental aspect. I have literally no idea. It's a pick em. I'll just to change things up, I'll go Cincinnati. Okay. I'll just believe in the culture that Fickle has built up, and I don't know. We'll, we'll go with that. We'll say Cincinnati there. All right. Um, Saturday games, a full slate, six games Saturday. Six Saturday games, and then like what, like four or five NFL games? Saturday. Yeah, and normally good. there's four or NFL games. on once they st- I think it's four. Saturday's going to be a good football day. Um, so, uh, Oh shoot! That well, we're already on Saturday. The last the Fenway Bowl is also a Saturday game. It's a 10 a.m. Central time. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, go full full slate of games. Um, one I'm excited about: New Mexico Bowl, SMU BYU. Uh, Ponies five and a half point favorite. They will be without Rasheed Rice, um, their star receiver, who's he was playing. He led the the nation in receiving yards and receptions with a broken toe, toe for the last like nine games of the year. So he's understandably resting up to get ready for the NFL draft. Um, although apparently he wanted to actually play and, and Lashley told him it's probably best if he, if he doesn't get ready for the senior bowl. So Pony's five and a half point favorites. Um, BYU's has some, some coaching staff changes. Kind of a disappointing season. I'm going to go ask me to win here. Um, Homer pick, but I'll, and I'll probably, I'll, I'm, I don't know if I'll take him to cover, but if I was leaning one way or another, I'd go with that. Mordecai's playing, um, I mean, they have a plethora of other options at wide receiver. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll go ponies here. Although my the two concerns and two things when betting this thing that I would consider, which might keep me from actually betting on SMU, are one, BYU's going to have a lot more fans there, uh, much bigger fan base. 
much closer, you know, from Provo down to New Mexico. And then secondly, uh, you know, the cold weather, the altitude advantage BYU. So that does scare me a little bit, but I'm still going to take SMU. Um, I'm, I'm going to take BYU to win. I don't know if I'll – I might bet the spread if it gets above like three, three and a half. I am reading that – or it looks like – I mean, SMU does have talent at receiver, but no player on SMU has a third of Rice's targets. So No, no it's insane. He puts his... – that, that could be an interesting – I mean, Tanner's more than capable of, of spraying it around, but um, without his go-to guy, we'll see how everything goes down. But... Name to watch, and this is – directly from from tanner himself one guy that tanner is really high on is is jordan Curley. he's kind of been banged up throughout the year so i wouldn't be surprised to see him being the, the number one target for that game here to here first jordan Curley first touchdown <laughs> all right uh the jimmy kimmel los angeles bowl uh blow it up uh washington state Fre- uh, versus uh uh mountain west champ fresno state i'm taking fresno here yeah jk and the bulldogs yeah. They've been kind of rolling offensively. He's finding it again. Oh, they're yeah, they look good. Um, I mean they beat I mean Boise was rolling into that Mountain West game and, and yeah, they, they handled business there. So all right, uh Lind- Linding Tree Bowl, Rice, uh a six and a half point dog versus Southern Miss. Southern Miss beat two lanes. So I mean they've shown that they can get up for get up for a game. I'll, I guess I'll go Southern Miss here. I will pick Rice because they have five wins. They're probably like, uh, I I just go when in these bowl games, and I have no clue. I mean, I gotta confess, I didn't watch all the Rice or SMU games, or yeah, they are SMU Southern Miss University. Um, <laughs> like they have five wins, got in a bowl game. They're feeling good. Uh, I can't remember their head coach's name. I think it's his first or second year. The very impressive job he does. I'll go with Rice though. It's uh, six and a half. I like that too. All right, um, Las Vegas Bowl, uh, Florida versus Oregon State. Oregon State ten and a half point favorites. Florida, oh my god, Florida going to be without uh, Anthony Richardson. Oregon State going for their tenth win. Jonathan Jonathan Smith just got a contract extension. Things are about as high as you could be in Oregon State. Stadiums Oregon State. getting rebuilt. Yeah, yeah I mean, I, I I think this has a chance to be a blowout. I think Oregon State might might run Florida out of the building. I do I, love I, Oregon I'll State. I'll take Oregon State big. Yeah, I like Oregon State too. The line, I think, started out at like five and a half for Oregon State and then the Anthony Richardson stuff, and it shot all the way up to 10, so that kind of hurts. But I, like and I don't – was big. that kid, the kid that got arrested for the child? Yeah, that's their second I don't think he was the <laughs> – I don't think he was the second stringer, but he was depth, so now they're down um, two scholarship quarterbacks, one would assume. They only have one or two left, if that – that guy, and I don't want to get into that story too deep, but that guy is <laughs> that's a bad deal. Yeah, that guy's nasty. Yeah. Go look it up if you have no clue what we're talking about. Just yeah. type in John Kitna's son. And and sure yeah, fun. John K- Kitna was uh I didn't even know. I mean, not a great way for Kitna's son to be introduced to the <laughs> to the world. Yeah. All right, Frisco Bowl, North Texas. Three and a half point favorite over Boise State, which surprises me a little bit. Boise State, once Bachmeyer called it quits on the year, they really turned it around. I think won like seven or eight games in a row before the, the Mountain West title game. I, and I, I say this not knowing about opt outs, not knowing if, if anything's, if there's anything I'm missing on Boise State here, but I love Boise State plus three and a half. North Texas just fired Latrell. They didn't beat anyone good. The, and they, I mean, 
they were who they were. I mean, they made it to the conference USA title game, but I don't think they were a super impressive team. Uh, I'll take, I'll take Boise to win this one outright. And uh, I'm going to dig into that money line, see if I might sprinkle some money on the Broncos. I like Boise State here too. I don't think North Texas was very good. Um, even with Latrell in bowl games, pretty sure they're, I don't know. They I, saw won, less... I don't think they'd won a single bowl game with him. Yeah. And that's part um, of the problem. That's part of the reason he was asked to leave. So right. he was over in conference titles and in uh bowl games. Does he have another job yet or no? No. Interesting. I would think he'll have a lot of jobs opportunities. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right, let's get into these Monday, Tuesday games just because we're not sure when we're, if, uh, what day we'll record next week. So might as well make some picks just in case uh, we, we don't get to them for next week's episode. So Monday, the, the Myrtle Beach Bowl, Marshall, uh, a 10-point dog to UConn. And just quick shout-out to Jim Mora. What that guy did in year one at UConn is unbelievable. Absolutely unbelievable. And they're a 10-point favorite. I mean, they beat a He's solid little twice now, too. I mean, they beat some – some all right teams this year. So I'll, I'll say UConn to win. I mean, I'm going so chalky here, but I'll, I'll go UConn to win. <sighs> Actually, I'm no, taking... no, 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 no. I'm picking an upset. Marshall wins. Love the running back they've got, um, who was the kid that was a five star, five star FSU commit, I think, out of high school. Got himself into some trouble. Ended up without being, or ended up, got in trouble at F, went to FSU, got in trouble, and then. Couldn't find anywhere to go in the transfer portal last or two years ago. So ended up getting finishing out his degree at FSU, paying for it as a as just a student. Um, then gets to Marshall, has a huge game in, in the Notre Dame win. So a really cool story. Um, ten points seems like a lot of a lot of points for you. No, it's 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 UConn UConn plus ten. Is what oh jeez, yeah, I, I typed it in wrong. Okay, yeah. okay, I'm Marshall, going UConn. Mar- Give me UConn. Plus Mar- 10. Marshall wins. Marshall wins. I was Did really confused. Do they cover the ten? No, so was I. That's why I had to go. I no, no, no. You, I, I claiming you're bullshit. I was like, you got admit a favor to anybody in their uh, lives. I was like, there's this, no chance they're yeah. a favorite to Marshall. Yeah, no. So I'll say you Marshall wins. I'll say UConn covers though. Cool. All right. Um, Tuesday games. Famous Idaho Potato Bowl. Great Eastern one. Michigan. San Jose State. Uh, let's go, San Jose State. <laughs> Uh, Spartans, do they still have Nick Starkle? Surely not. I don't think so. I think last year was last year. He took him to a conference title in like their COVID season, though. They remember they went undefeated. They were like seven and over. Yeah, like they that. did. Yeah. Um, give me the over in this. I feel like there's going to be this. This this will be a fun one. Fifty four. Depends on the weather, I guess. But we're just literally throwing shit against the wall right now. Yeah, I mean, I get like, like I said, I have not watched a lot of San Jose. I, I know for a fact I've watched an Eastern Michigan game like in the background or something. Action, Clint. What Clint? Eastern Michigan or San Jose? You know, <clears throat> I've been really watching a lot of Eastern Michigan this year. I like how they run the ball and control the clock. We're going Eastern Michigan. All right, no, actually, heard. I was Good doing pick. like Good a long pick. one for my work, and it's it's like who do I know that's opted out or what coach has been fired? You have to go into that during bowl season. You have to. It's going yeah. to like... open up the playbook the most, though. Yeah, it's like what's what gonna show up seems like Hazel. they wouldn't quit on the team or school. You gotta bring it all in. Yeah, you do. Um, all right, last one here. Um next also next Tuesday, uh the Boca Raton Bowl, Liberty. I'm hoping I type this one out. Five point dog to Toledo. Am I right on that? Did I 
Uh, I think that uh, is correct. Yeah, that is correct. It's down to four and a half now. Which surprised me. I, I I get Liberty loses their coach. Uh, Hugh Freeze going to Auburn. And I get that, you know, they've had quarterback injury concerns, but they've had those injuries all season long. Um, they seem to play the, to their competition. Obviously, they beat Arkansas. They beat they beat BYU. They nearly beat Wake Forest. But then they have some just jarring losses like UConn. I think they lost in New Mexico State. So they ended the season really poorly. I think there's an opportunity to get some value on Liberty here, though. It's kind of nerve-wracking. That there's a chance, you know, they might not care at all there without their coach. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go Liberty uh, outright here. I'll take Liberty as well. God, I hate to agree with you on those last two. That, yeah. That there's not a whole lot of substance to, but I'm going to go with Liberty as well. Yeah. So uh, hopefully starting next week's up, but you know, we'll, we'll, as we get into bowl games with more teams of note, we'll hopefully have a little more in, in detail analysis than that. Um, but you know, these, who knows what to expect out of any of these, these early season bowl games. But uh, you know, after a, a weekend of, you know, last weekend of only one football game. It's going to be good to have a full slate of games this weekend, or not full slate, but a, a solid slate plus NFL. So, um, a lot to look forward to. Um, yeah. Any any uh, other thoughts? No. It's good just a beautiful time of the year. Too. You know, it's a yeah. Wednesday afternoon at work. You turn on a noon stream of a game and work the rest of the day. Yeah. yeah. Save bowl season. And yeah, it, it's not the same as it was, but I still. Still absolutely love it. Yeah. yeah. It's good. All right, guys. Well, it was fun. Um, we'll be back next week. Um, once again, thoughts and prayers to Mike Leach and his family. Just devastating news in college football. Um, but yeah, um make sure to follow us on social media, like or it, subscribe on Apple Spotify, uh, follow our personal Twitters. Um, yeah, let's um uh, let's have a good bowl season, guys.